A few years ago, I was going to start a series on John 15, dealing with uh, the vineyard, the vine dresser, and the vines, and uh, us being the branches. And uh, I, of course, just there's some things you can understand from the scriptures which are which are good. But my brother-in-law Matt and his my sister Donna, they have a vineyard in Connecticut. So I thought it would be good for me to go there, get some footage right when he was getting ready to go into pruning season and, and just watch him and hear him talk about how he lifts up the branches that have hit the ground and why he prunes and what he prunes. And it was it was very insightful. It really helped me in doing that series because I, I got to hear from the vine dresser. I think the thing that I like the most about it is just the way that Matt, as the vine dresser, really cared for the for the vine, uh, knowing that there was some stuff he had to cut that he didn't want to cut, but he needed to cut to bring forth some fruitfulness. Well, in this series, I'm going to begin a series on Psalm 23, and I kind of thought I would do the same thing. There's so much imagery in the scripture or so much real life lessons uh, in the scripture, and, and we apply the imagery, but there's some things we can learn by just being right in the same kind of position, seeing what they saw in Bible days. Psalm 23, as you know, is the relationship of a shepherd with the sheep, or you could say it the other way around. It's the relationship of the sheep with the shepherd, and uh, I didn't think it would be too hard hard for me to find some sheep fields in, in Yuma and spend some time with the shepherd. But this time of the year, many of you know, they moved the sheep up north, northern, uh, because it gets warmer here. So I, I did have, actually have a difficult time. But this, uh, this dear family here, Juan and, and Griselda uh, Covarrubias, allowed us to come and to spend some time with their sheep. So I've, I've been able to spend a little, little time with them. They don't, they don't allow me to get too close because they know I'm not their shepherd. And as, as we'll talk about later on, the, the sheep know the shepherd and the shepherd know the sheep by name. But, but they, they've, they've allowed me to spend enough time with them where I think I can and share some things with you uh, over the next few weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use all of May, uh, excluding next week. Next week, uh, Mother's Day, V and I will share together uh, on honor. But the, the month of May, we're going to share out of Psalm 23. I, I, want, I want to read the passage. You know it. Most of us have memorized it. But let me read it out of a Christian standard. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me da lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his namesake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. A lot of translations say goodness and mercy will follow me or chase me. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. The 23rd Psalm, uh, it's, it's, it's the most beloved Psalm and the, the one that's known the most. Uh, Spurgeon said it was the pearl of all, all Psalms. J.J. Uh, Stewart Perrone said this, there's no Psalm in which the absence of all doubt, misgiving, fear, and anxiety is so remarkable. Many of us have memorized this Psalm from youth. Ministers use it to comfort people when they're going through personal trials or when they're suffering through illness or, or dying. For many people, it's some of the last words that they have that they have uttered out of their mouth. The, the psalm is a masterpiece indeed. Every line, honestly, is a sermon uh, in and of itself. And, and there's no mystery to it. it. It is indeed the relationship of a shepherd to the sheep and sheep to the shepherd. Now, I don't know about, about you, but I can remember uh, 
probably one of the first children's Bible story books I got uh, that my mom got me. Uh, it was red and that red cover. It had David sitting up on a rock, had a, the shepherd's staff was, I think might've been leaning on something. The slingshot was nearby on the ground. Uh, David looked like he was about 13 on the cover, um, curly hair, sparkling bright eyes, ruddy cheeks. Uh, the, the, the sheep looked all nice and white and fluffy. There was a, a nice stream in the background for water, some green pastures. And honestly, David was just, he's just chilling. Like, like everything is cool. Here is what I know. Hardly nothing about that picture is true because there, there is no chilling out for a shepherd. The, the responsibility that shepherds have are, are tremendous. And, and that scene, especially in the days of David, was not a normal scene. Now, don't misunderstand me. Sheep, as you know, they're, they're meek, um, they're quiet, they're gentle. They tend to follow the leader. And I'll, I'll talk about that in the weeks to come. Even when the leader's going in the wrong direction, uh, they'll still follow. They, they got a perfect pet appeal. These have already been sheared, as you can, as you can see. They're cool. They're fluffy. They're, they're fun-loving. Uh, Mary had a little lamb is, is a nice little nursery rhyme. But, but I'm going to tell you, sheep are not easy to care for. They absolutely need a shepherd. And, and honestly, they, they want a shepherd. There's really hardly no perfect conditions in the time of David, for sure, on when uh, for the care uh, of, of the sheep. And, and so it's a clear indication that sheep need a shepherd. And so honestly, I thought about that. And I'm going to talk about different animals because there's different animals talked about in the scriptures. But it's no doubt about it. If you want to be any animal in the Bible, you want to be a sheep. And you know why you want to be a sheep? Because sheep get to have a shepherd and we all need a shepherd. You know, the Bible talks about certain behaviors uh, of what we as people can express. We can have certain behaviors that reflect certain animals. For example, it, uh, Psalm 32 talks about horses and mules. Listen to this. Listen to what it says. Don't be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit or a bridle to keep it under control. Listen to what the scripture says. Don't be like the horse. Don't be like the mule. You can't control them unless you put something in their mouth where you can direct them uh, around. We don't want to be senseless like a horse or a mule. So the scripture talks about ox and deer and birds. Listen to Proverbs 7. And maybe I better give you a little background on Proverbs 7. This is talking about uh, a young man who ends up getting seduced by a lady. Uh, there's an appeal that he has to her and it's someone that he shouldn't be with, but, but he follows after the seduction that's drawing him and the, and the lust that's within him. And listen to what the scripture says. Proverbs 7, 22 and 23 says this. He follows her impulsively like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer bounding toward a trap until an arrow pierces its liver, like a bird darting into a snare. He doesn't know it will cost him his life. So you hear this? The scripture is saying we don't want to be like an ox. We don't want to be like a deer and we don't want to be like birds. The scripture also talks about dogs and pigs and, and, and second Peter two twenty two really gives a downside of them. I know a lot of folks got dogs as pets and I'm certainly not speaking against that, but, but, but listen to a trait of a dog. Second Peter two twenty two, It talks about people proving the proverb. A dog returns to his vomit. And another says a washed pig returns to his mud. 
Listen to what the scripture says. A, a dog, no matter how cute they can be, no matter how great, great, great pets they can be, one of their characteristics to make them feel better would be to vomit and then to go right back and eat that vomit up. And, and then a pig, uh, V and I just uh, purchased a pig and, and the, the Sorrels had got the pig all uh, cleaned up showed us pictures of the pig all clean. We went down to where the pig was going to get slaughtered. Soon as the pig got out of the, of the truck into the pen, you know what the pig did? Went right back on into the mud and rolled around in that mud. Listen, listen to what the scripture is saying. You don't want to be like a dog and you don't want to be like a pig. You don't want to be like a horse. Don't want to be like a mule. Don't want to be like an ox. Don't want to be like a deer. Don't want to be like a pig. And you don't want to be like a dog. We want to be like sheep. Now, there's some difficulties with us as being sheep, and we'll talk about that over the, the next few weeks. But the great thing about being a sheep is that we get to have a shepherd. That's why David legitimately could say, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, I, I want to say this. There, there's, there's, a, there's a understanding, honestly, that the Lord legitimately owns everything. David uses the term, the Lord is my shepherd, and I'll define that. But there's a legitimacy that the Lord owns all of us and all things. Psalm 100 uh, verse 3 says this, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, talking about all of us, and we are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. The, the thought process is honestly that every one of us are just like these sheep. Every one of us, although... Unfortunately, some of us don't act like sheep. Some of us act, actually act like goats. But all of us have the ability because of God's love for us and putting us in a place where we can enjoy his goodness. All of us can be sheep, but some people choose to be goats. Some people choose to be independent. Goats don't necessarily want a shepherd. Goats actually want to do whatever they want to do. But sheep are different. Sheep want a shepherd. And there's a benefit for us to say, the Lord is my shepherd. When David said that, he, he, he wrote that, obviously, as a writer of the psalm. But he also wrote it understanding, as a shepherd, what his responsibility was. He took care of the sheep. Uh, he would spend time with them. If David was here and these sheep was his, he wouldn't have any trouble getting close to them. He wouldn't have any trouble picking them up because, because they would belong to him. They would know him. He could care for them lovingly. He could discipline. He could correct them. When David watched himself do that, he's the one that came up with a clear understanding of what it means. There is no way that David would allow any of his sheep to go out on their own. He knows what that would mean. The enemies, uh, the wolves, the wild beast. He knows that they wouldn't necessarily find water on their own, that they, that they could possibly get into a place and roll themselves over, which is called a cast sheep, which I'll share more about in the coming weeks. He knows that they'll, they'll go with danger. One of these sheep could decide, you know, I'm, I'm in charge around here and, and just head right off and run right into that bull or run right up into the bank or get lost into the groves. David saw that. He saw how he could not leave his sheep that they needed a shepherd. And David understood, that's what my relationship with God needs to be like. That's what I want my relationship to God to be like. That's why he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He wanted the Lord to be a shepherd. And what does a shepherd do for us? I'm only gonna give you just a few characteristics today. 
But I want you to hold on to these, uh, especially as a time like this. Th there's things that every one of us need from God. I, I, I don't know, you know, where you're listening from. And, and, and while you are listening, if this is your first time, let us know it's your first time. Respond to us on the, on the, on the chat, uh, on the YouTube or on the online platform. Let us know it's your first time. We want to follow up with you. Take a moment to fill out the connect to connect online because we want to follow up with you. But I do know this, no matter where you are, no matter where you're from, there are certain things we need from the Lord. There are certain things we need from our God. All of us have a mindset of a sheep in many ways. Remember, he says, we are all the sheep of of his, of his pasture. The distinction is, am I just a sheep that's going to act like a goat or am I going to be a sheep that says the Lord is my shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd, that I give myself over to him being my Lord, that I've acknowledged the fact that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Not only do I want him, but I need him. Or I could say it this way. Not only do I need him, but I want him. These these sheep would not be able to survive on their own. Even in Yuma, Arizona, where there's not lions, tigers and bears, they wouldn't be able to survive on their own. We are not made to survive on our own. We need the Lord God Almighty to be the shepherd of our life. But there's benefits to it. Listen to this. As the shepherd, he will provide for us. That's a promise he made. Listen to Philippians 4:19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given to us through Christ Jesus. I want you to hear this. That's a promise for every one of us. Our God has promised, if you let me be your shepherd, I'm going to provide for you. you. You'll never lack. That's what David says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Some translation says, I never want. I never want for anything. We, we never get into a situation where whatever is needed is not provided for us. Not only is he Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd, but he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. And one of the benefits of being able to say, and here is, here is the promise now, this same God takes care of me and will supply our needs, which is given to us in Christ Jesus. Don't miss that point. That promise is not to everyone. That promise is to every one of us who can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He will provide us with all that we need. So the benefit of saying the Lord is my shepherd is that he'll provide for us. But here's the second thing. The benefit of saying the Lord is my shepherd is that he defends us. This is a lengthy passage, but I want you to listen to this. And this is talking about Jesus being our good shepherd. John 10, 6 through 15. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to him. He says, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the gate. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. I could illustrate this very easily. Jesus is simply saying, he, he's saying he's the one that protects the sheep. He's the gate. Just like I had to come through a gate to get into this pen, Jesus is saying, when I take care of the, of the, of the sheep, I'm the defender. They got to go through me. Any robber, any thief, any beast, any enemy, they would have to go through, through me. Why? Because I'm defending the sheep. Jesus is saying, I got a, a responsibility given to me by the Father to take care of every one of them. Every one of these, I got to protect. I got to take care of. He says, if anybody comes in and doesn't want to go through me, if somebody was to run over that fence, knowing that this, this gate is here for us to go in and out, if they run over that fence, they have one objective, and that's to do harm to the sheep that don't 
don't belong to them. Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. I tell you the truth. I'm the gate for the sheep. Anybody else that's come is a thief and the robber. But he says this, but the true sheep don't listen to them. Now, just like here, I'm not the true shepherd of these sheep. I could call them. I could speak their language. Bah, they ain't going to respond to me. I could call them by name. They're not going to respond to me. They know I'm not their, their shepherd. But Jesus is saying, listen, those of us that belong to him, we know his voice. Anything else that we hear that says go this way or go that way, we're not going to listen to that because he is our shepherd. I could say, come on, come on, come on, let's go. They're not going to listen to me because I'm not their shepherd. So Jesus says, yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich, satisfying life. Any good shepherd knows he's got a responsibility. You care for the things that you say you love. You care for them. Jesus' Jesus's heart toward us is to give us a rich, satisfying life. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. I'm going to go more into that as, as time allows us. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's only working for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me, I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. That's the defense that we get from the almighty God. He loves us. He cares for us. Jesus Christ has given his life for us that we might have a rich, satisfying life, a life that he provides for, that he protects and he covers. Here's the last thing that I want to share with you, just the benefit of saying the Lord is my shepherd. The shepherd cares for us. Psalm 3410 is a beautiful passage. Listen, it says young lions may lack food and, and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. You pursue God, you seek him, and you won't lack anything good. Anything that you need that's good, good for you, good for the glory of God, you'll never lack it because he cares for us. Isaiah 40, 11 says, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those with the young. Now, I was really hoping I could demonstrate that, uh, but, but again, I'm not their shepherd and they know it. But you've seen the pictures. Jesus, Jesus uh, is the one that picks us up and carries us through times of challenge and difficulty and, and pain and, and suffering. Even when we're going through times of discipline, Jesus is the one that carries us through that. He's the one that loves us. He's the one that holds us like, 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 like I would hold my grandchildren or you would hold your own children. He's the one that carries us. Jesus does that for us. Just like we've seen picture after picture of the shepherd doing that to the sheep. He tends to the flock. I'm grateful to be able to, call, to be called a sheep of the Lord because it, it reminds me again of my shepherd who loves me. So much so the scripture says that he gave his life. I want you to hear this. This is Isaiah 43, 6. And this, this shouldn't miss any of us because it's speaking to all of us. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. Again, I can tell you again, if I open these gates and somehow or another let these sheep go out, I guarantee you they'll get, they'll get lost. I had the opportunity several years ago, it was in 1996. I was living on the property 
that I was going to be there for six months while I was uh, living in, in Junction City, Oregon. This was actually in Brownsville, Oregon. There was some cattle on the property that I had to take care of. There was uh, two, two sheep on the property. There was ducks. There was, uh, there was, there was other things. And, and I, I'm telling you, um, I wasn't there very long. And all of a sudden, I couldn't find the sheep anywhere. And, uh, and, and, I, and I learned something then. They didn't know me. They didn't recognize me. I had a responsibility with them. But without some direction, they got lost. They wandered, uh, eventually kind of discovered why, where they might have went. But, but it, it reminded me just as the scripture says, and we'll do the same thing. If we don't follow the direction of somebody that we trust, that somebody that we know loves us like our God does, we're going to wander and get lost. Every one of us in our seasons of life has hit some wandering and have hit some lostness. We all will do that. Listen to what the scripture says. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all of our sins, all of our lostness, all of our wanderings. He's piled them on Jesus Christ. Everything we've done wrong on him. That is Jesus. Jesus died for our lostness. Jesus died for our wandering. When we act like sheep, it's Jesus is the one that died that we may be brought back into the sheepfold, brought back into a place of good pastures, brought back into a place of care. And this same Jesus, this Lord, this shepherd of ours, he's the one that gives us eternal life. Listen to this. John 10, 27 through 28 says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them from me. That's why I'm so glad to say I'm a sheep. Don't, don't call me a dog. Don't call me a horse. Don't call me a mule. Don't call me an ox. Don't call me a deer. Don't call me a pig. But you can call me Sheep Tyrone all you want. I will always celebrate that because I'm a sheep that's got a good shepherd. And I'm always in the hands of him. Nobody can snatch me out of his hands. He's the one that protects me. He's the one that covers me. He's the one that holds me. That's why my, my, my eternal life is secure. It's secure in Christ Jesus. Not because of what I've done, not because of my particular uh, works and my position and the things that I've accomplished in Christ or out of Christ. None of those things is what secures me. What secures me is Jesus Christ has died for me. And he says, now I belong to him. No one, nothing can snatch me out of my hand. And for those of you that say, well, nobody can snatch you out, but you can jump out. Can I tell you how ridiculous that sounds? Why would I want to jump out of the care of Jesus Christ? Why would I want to jump out of the care of the shepherd? He provides for me. He guides me. He loves me. He provides for me. He covers my soul. He restores me. He heals me. Why would I want to jump out of that? Why would I want to jump out of that place of eternity that's been promised me by Jesus Christ? I'm here to tell you, I don't know where you are, don't know who you are, and, and I don't know how you acted. You, you might have been one of those ones that was a horse, was a mule, was an ox, was a bird, was a dog, was a pig, was a deer. I'm telling you right now, you can become a sheep. Right now, you can surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will be the shepherd of your soul. You're going to see a verse on the screen. It's Romans 10, 9, and it tells you this. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Today, you can say that prayer. I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray with me. Today, you can have eternal life. Today, you can go from whatever you are to becoming a sheep of the Lord. You can go from wandering in lostness to coming to green pastures, to coming to still waters, to coming to be cared for. Today, you can do it. Jesus wants to be your shepherd. He told you he would be a good shepherd, and I'm inviting you to become a, a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity we've had to share the word of the Lord. And Lord, I pray that I've done, done well presenting who you are, the great shepherd of our souls and the care that you give us. And Lord, there may be some here today that are saying this prayer for the first time. And if you are, I'm going to invite you right now. If you want to become a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ, I just want you to say this prayer with me. Father, today I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I want him to become the shepherd of my soul. I turn from my lostness and I turn from my wandering and I surrender my life to Jesus that he may become the Lord of my life. Today, I make a commitment to follow Jesus Christ and live for him all the days of my life. And Father, I pray for everyone that prayed that prayer that right now at this place that they are, that you would be with them and you will begin to help them start this new life in you. And Father, I pray for all of us that will be good sheep indeed, that we will follow the leadership and the direction of the shepherd, that you will guide our paths and you will lead us to good pastures. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, I, I want you to send, send a notification on the, on the chat. We got hosts there. Let them know I prayed that prayer for the first time. Or you can just, you can just put up a hand signal and say, hey, that was me. Or follow up on the connect. But we want to follow up with you. And if you have committed your life to Christ, whether it be today or any other day, will you let us know that so we can make arrangements for you to be baptized? We want you to identify with Jesus Christ and have a community. And we are looking forward to getting to know you better. I want to thank you. Uh, next week is going to be a great week. V and I will be sharing on honor on Mother's Day. And then we'll continue this series on Psalm 23. By the time you get back to me, I think these sheep will know me a little bit better. And maybe, hey, maybe they'll be in the picture more often. But I love you. God bless you. Have a great day.